Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. I got a problem, dude. Uh-oh. I got a problem. Again, another one? Yeah. Well, I'm a Fourth little, one today. I'm a little jacked up on caffeination Caffeination today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, how bad? Well, 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 first of all, full disclosure, yes. we're in the studio in the evening tonight. I know. We are normally 6 a.m.ers. Yeah. But uh, well, we, we scheduled an evening one, so you probably had 17 coffees, uh, and, I, and you have a 45 ounce in well, front of you right now. Well, it's funny because on the way in, you said I probably drink a gallon of water every day, and I said, and I said, so do I, but it's just divided in 20 <laughs> cups of coffee. That's you know, so yeah, I'm super excited. I, I, so you combine the caffeine with the topic we have today, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really got me. It's really got me cranked up. It's it's good stuff. That's awesome. So what's the topic for for today? Yeah, so um, we are we we've, we're in the middle of a series. Love series, um, yeah, and season uh, two, right? Season, yeah, we're in season two, and uh, we're we're putting a series together that looks at alternatives or augmentations to our background, which is in twelve step recovery, right? I mean, that's but but we're wise enough to know that we're not the only path to sobriety, and I love how you said it on the anniversary special, the one year anniversary uh, special, when you said, you know. We have one goal, and and that goal is to point people towards recovery, and sobriety, sobriety. Right? <clears throat> We're not. We don't have the only answer here. Yeah. So, I mean, that really came out of over the last year, connecting with so many people you know, on social media and hearing the stories and the guests we had, and they just struggle with sobriety. And some of them are sober curious, right? And they hear about all these different programs right. and and. You know, some are anti-AA, some are for AA, and, you know, our story, mm-hmm. you know, we were very right. successful with the 12-step program, Right. period. I've tried other ones. And, and I don't mean and, to sound this flippant, but good for us. Good, yeah, you know, good for you, Good for you, dude. Absolutely, you but, know, but, but we are right. pro-sobriety. Pro-sobriety. And right. if somebody did not get sober because of the, with the 12-step program, they got sober with another program? Amen. I'm, right. I'm high-fiving you, it's, man. I'm, I'm it's, cheering for It's you. our way, just not the only way. Right. So that that cues me up there for our guest today, Mary Beth. And Hi, Mary, Mary Beth. Yeah. She's joined us in the coffee shop, and uh, she's joined us virtually from California. So we're uh, we're touching all parts of the United States. But uh, Mary Beth is with an uh, organization called Life Ring, and, and I'm not even going to do it. At, I'm not even going to do it disjustice. You're not going to try, are no, you? No, I'm not going to try. I'm going to give it over Mary her. Beth, that's a good thing. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, Mary Beth, Life Ring. Tell us a little bit about Life Ring. Yeah, and, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Well, I really appreciate you guys having me today and the opportunity to share for your listeners the Life Ring Secular Recovery I'm going to lead in a little bit with my just personal story to tell you how why it was important for me to find multiple paths, as it is for some of your listeners. Mm-hmm. I went into rehab uh, in 1993 when I was 32. I'd been an IV meth addict, and I had like a 20-year drug history at that point. Mm. And in my mind, I'm going into treatment med- for medical treatment. That's what I was going for. And I was very surprised when I got there to find out that the only recovery option they were offering me was 12 steps. Mm-hmm. 
And 12 steps was not going to work for me. I'm an atheist. I didn't agree with the powerless idea. I wasn't thrilled about the focus on defects. Um, but they told me that it was the only way that mm. I either accept a higher power and work the steps and agree I was powerless or I was going to fail. They told me this literally on the first day mm. that I entered rehab. Mm. And I looked at them and I said, you know, this doesn't seem like a good plan to tell me I'm going to fail. Um, so it was a problem. And I really had to stand back and decide, what the heck am I going to do here? I'm paying these people, these supposed experts, and they're offering me a plan that won't work. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I was just going to keep my ears and my mind open and listen for ideas that I thought would be useful and just ignore everything else. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And it was still a struggle and a challenge because there was a lot of pressure on me to conform. And of course, I was afraid. What if they're right? You know, they're they're scaring me. Maybe I'm just wrong and they're right. And so it was a it was an unfortunate and unnecessary hurdle to my recovery that they put in place. And how long how long were you in this prison of of uh, of of only one option? I, went, I was inpatient for five months, wow. and it was also, to be honest, when I went to 12-step meetings, they were telling me the same thing, that sure. I had to, you know, basically, I had to comply. That that was the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was there for five months. And so when I got home um, after that time, and remember, this is 94 now, so there is no Google, no, oh um, boy. but I decided, you know, let me go to the library and see if I can find some options. And it turns out there were. So in then, the, in the Dewey Desmond system you found you found a solution i found options and so That's i cool. found women for sobriety which still exists <clears> and <throat> I, I believe you'd be talking to them i found sos and mm-hmm. life ring broke off of sos in 97 and um and i found rational recovery which is now basically smart mm-hmm. and so i was very relieved to find that there were other choices and i just continued to do what i had which was pull the ideas from all of the programs that i thought would be useful to me and um and apply them that's what life ring today would call building a personal recovery plan okay so so let just to put things in context so at the time, LifeRing existed or didn't exist? SOS existed? or Correct. Okay, Correct. SOS existed, but LifeRing didn't yet exist. LifeRing didn't yet exist, but the philosophy but is the philosophy was there. similar. And okay. um, LifeRing started in 97, and I, was, I did SOS meetings as well as the other programs. This is like 94, 95. Okay. Um, but yeah, but the philosophy is similar, although the idea that LifeRing has, the um, one of the pre- um, fundamental concept is the personal recovery plan. That terminology didn't exist. That idea wasn't really there, but that's what I did. I built a plan that worked for me, and I now have 28 years of consecutive Well, sobriety. that's amazing. That's fantastic. That is, yeah, congratulations, by the way. That is fantastic. So, so um it's funny because what my brain stop you, you you know AA was was developed off of another program called the Oxford Group right so yes. so it, it wasn't like they had this revolutionary concept it, it was bar, it was borrowed as well and and framed from the Oxford Group and and so lifering it was kind of born from the basic philosophies of SOS am I getting this right 
a lot of the, um, there were similar ideas, although we've updated our, our materials and the research. We try to stay modern and on top of the science as it evolves, and we've adjusted the program over time. So it's, okay. it has some similar ideas, but it is different. Okay. And um, uh, I can, you want me to tell you a story yeah. about LifeRay? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so LifeRay is based, the philosophy is based around what we call the three S's, and the S's are sobriety, secularity, and self-help. And so by sobriety, life means clean and sober from all drugs, including alcohol, except that it is permissible in life ring to take drugs that are medically indicated and taken as prescribed. And that includes medication assisted treatment for substance use disorder. Mm -hmm. That's considered sober as long as you're taking it as prescribed. So that would be like a Suboxone? Yes. Yes, it can it. also it can also be things that people take for anxiety or pain. We don't get between uh, a member and her doctor. It's up to them. So if there's a medical reason for it and the doctor's given the stamp of approval and it's taken as prescribed, that's consistent with sobriety and life ring terms. That's great. Uh, life ring talks about uh, sobriety also in a metaphor. We talk about the sober self and the addict self. And we talk about how everyone, of course, that has a substance use disorder is very familiar with their addict self, but that really, even in the deepest depths of addiction, most of us have a sober self, a part of us that wants to be sober, wants mm -hmm. to be our true self, wants to be our, our whole person, mm -hmm. um, and that... And that we can strengthen our sober self by making positive choices when we're faced with a decision. That every choice that you're faced with, you can either sort of make the choice that's going to make you more miserable or lead to chaos. And that's what your addict self wants, because mm -hmm. if you're miserable, you're more likely to keep using. Mm -hmm. Or you can make the positive choice that's going to strengthen the sober self. And as you make positive choices and you implement them, the sober self gets stronger and stronger. And over time, it becomes the dominant part of you and the addict self sort of gets beaten down. And that's a metaphor we use to think about what long-term sobriety looks like. Okay, great. Now, is that but that's part of the sobriety sector, not necessarily Correct. the self-help sector. That's the sobriety. That's part okay. of the S sobriety. S, okay, yes. okay, yes. great, great. And then the second S is secularity. Mm -hmm. And so out of respect for all faiths and none, there is no religion in the meetings. Mm. Now, many Life Ring members have personal religious or spiritual beliefs. It's actually a large percentage of them, but it just doesn't come into the meetings. It's not viewed as, well, we know it's not a necessary part of recovery. And so if any of the listeners have concerns about that, I'm sure you're aware there was a study done by Sarah Zemore, the PAL study, which looked at the effectiveness rates of AA, Life Ring, Women for Sobriety, and SMART, and found they're all basically equally effective. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. what Life Ring focuses on is in trying to make sure that people know that they have options so that they can make the choice that's right for them because we believe that will increase the likelihood of success. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. So that brings us to self-help. Yes. So self-empowerment, LifeRing self teaches that your success in recovery is based on your own motivation and your own efforts. You are not powerless, but you actually need to fight for your recovery. 
And we also have that fundamental idea of personal recovery plan, that everyone's plan is going to be unique to them. And part of the reason we emphasize the personal nature is because people come into recovery in different places, right? I mean, some people may have destroyed themselves professionally, but still have relationships and someone else that can be the opposite. A lot of people have mental health struggles or like me, they have trauma histories. They have different personalities, different belief systems, different learning um, skills. And so with a plan that's going to work for me may not be the right plan for you. It's individualized. So Mary Beth, how do they, how do they create this plan? Do you help guide them through this creation of this uh, personal recovery plan? Because, you know, if I could jump in, I had full transparency. I had developed many personal recovery plans that were designed by Glenn and, and they didn't work. Right. So do you help in the, in that? Yeah. And I'll say, and I developed design one that worked for me and it did work. Right. Mm. And so it depends on what's a good system for you. For some people, they like the structure of the 12 steps and I'm happy if they find a good place there, but for others, this is the better option. Mm -hmm. And so we do help people. We have a workbook. It's mm. called recovery by choice. And the workbook is broken into nine areas of life. We call them domains. And they're things like your current exposure to drugs and alcohol, feelings, um, preventing relapse, your activities. And because it's an individualized plan, we're not telling people what to do, but it's, it's, it's got checklists and suggestions and worksheets. It's an analytical tool. It helps people go through these areas and do the analysis and really do careful thinking about where they are, where they want to go, and how they might get there. And we also do offer workbook meetings through Zoom. So the people who want the structure of doing it as part of a group, that's there's an opportunity for them to do that as well. So do, do you have like sponsorship the way that the 12-step program does or, or, or no? We don't have sponsors. And what I, when I talk about that, what I point out is that there are really two roles for a sponsor, right? One is working the steps. And so we do have the workbook and mm -hmm. we do offer people um, uh, workbook meetings where they can work through the workbook with others if they'd like. Mm -hmm. The other main role of a sponsor is that relationship, right? The mentoring relationship. Mm -hmm. And we don't have, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're aware there's pros and cons of sponsorship, right? Mm -hmm. And so we don't offer formal sponsorship, but... Um, certainly in meetings, people develop personal relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, I convened a meeting in my local area. I ha We had a, a sheet with the numbers of regulars who were willing to give it to newcomers so that they could call if they needed. People go out to coffee, they go to movies, they go bowling. I mean, those personal relationships do get developed. Yeah, and I think that's so important. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because, and I can see how it plays out because I, I'll go into meetings, whatever program I'm at, go into meetings and you're right i establish relationships with people who become my support network you know they were they're my encouragers they're my they'll point mm -hmm. me in the right direction so they're they're informal they're not sponsor sponsy relationships but they're as important to me in my so this recovery by choice um is is that so it's a this is a, a membership just like alcoholics anonymous where anybody who has a desire to recover can be part of lifering right so right i mean there's no it's not a membership you don't you're not signing up for it right or how does that work 
That's right. It's a peer-to-peer -peer support group, peer -peer just support. similar okay. to, to 12 okay. steps. That Meetings are open to anyone. Um, we do, you know, we we pass the hat as you yeah. do it at, okay. at your meetings or ask for donations. Um, we have. Uh, do, you give, do you give away free coffee? That's really my, that's my key question. <laughs> that's all, that's all not, Mike wants to know not, about. I've never seen a meeting with free coffee. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, so then. How do, yeah. So how do how does one get, a, a, can somebody do this on their own without the meeting? So can they get the re recovery by choice book and kind of work this on the their workbooks. own? The workbooks. The workbook, yeah. Right. So um, through Amazon, you can get all of our books, mm -hmm. and we have the workbook. We also have our basic text, which is called Empower Your Sober Self, and that goes into the science of uh, substance use disorder, much more depth than I did here today about the three S's and the sober self versus the addict self and the personal recovery plan. We also have a book called Humanly Possible, and that's a book of stories of life ring members with long-term sobriety that they got the secular way. So it, because life ring is, has a, the idea of an individual recovery plan, it can really give people um, examples of the different ways that people have approached their plan and what's worked for them. All right, this is exciting. So the first book was called Empower Your Sober Self? Correct. Okay, and we'll put links to this in our in our resource room. And then the second book was uh, humanly possible. Yes. Okay. And uh, so and we're going to put links on, but for people who don't go to our site, which is sober.coffee, by the way, um, where can they go to get a, a, either those resources or find out more information about LifeRing? Sure. And just, and the third book is the workbook, Recovery oh. by Choice. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so LifeRing, of course, has a website, lifering.org. There's mm -hmm. a lot of information about LifeRing. There are um, worksheets and pamphlets. They explain our meeting format, which is very different from a 12-step meeting format. Okay. Um, so for us, we have a format of how was your week? We, we focus um, not on drug history, but on current events. And so for uh, in a life ring meeting, what you're talking about is what happened last week that you want to talk about related to your recovery? And is there anything coming up in the next week that you'd like to talk about here in the meeting? And life ring meetings are intended to be smaller so that everyone has the opportunity to share, although, of course, they can pass. And also, um, the um, the life ring meeting has crosstalk. So people can talk directly to each other as long as it's positive or neutral. And the convener does watch out to make sure that's true and to make sure everything stays on topic. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I, I really, and, and I just pulled up on, on Amazon, the Recovery by Choice workbook. I mean, the thing I like about that is there's, you know, it's very structured mm -hmm. and analytical. Mm -hmm. So, no, it looks great. Yeah, no, this is really good stuff. What uh, what would you recommend somebody's first choice be or for next logical step? So for me, I always suggest that anyone who's interested in looking at their many options, that honestly, if you go to the websites of the different organizations and you read up on them, I really think that for most of us, one or two are going to sort of call out to us. These sound like my people. Mm -hmm. This philosophy sounds like something I would be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so my suggestion is always try a few different meetings of those organizations and just see if it's a good fit. And also, just like with 12 Steps, different meetings have different personalities right so it's always good to try a That's couple right. of different right. meetings yep. 
Um, we also do have some specialty meetings through Zoom, like for veterans, dual diagnosis, women's meetings, LGBTQIA+, things like that. And those are all, all those are all, yeah, those are all on your website. All, they can all connect the, to Zoom meetings. Excellent. Correct. Correct. The schedule is all online at lifering.org. Both um, the face-to-face, -face, we have starting to go back somewhat to face-to-face -face and the Zoom, and we will continue to have Zoom uh, in significant numbers even after more meetings are face-to-face -face because a lot of members prefer it now that they've had that experience. Uh, no, isn't that true? I mean, yeah, yes. people just, people like the convenience. They like the, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> like me. Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm I'm all caffeinated up and I'm all juiced up about this, but I want to slow down and be quiet for a minute and just give you a couple of minutes to just talk to the person who's struggling right now, um, who maybe has has listened and isn't ready to to jump in. They just give them a little guidance. You know, I, I would say that um, there, there are some other differences that might be of interest to people. Um, our meetings are less regimented than some other programs. For example, the opening closing statements are optional for the conveners, but you also do not have to identify yourself as an addict. You don't have to agree you have a disease or a disorder or a habit, and you don't have to track time. These are all decisions that we view as individual. If these are useful to you, then we hope that you will do them. But for some people, they're not useful and we don't require them. Many members do these things, but not everyone. So there's more flexibility and more choice, even at those levels. Um, for, for me, I think the most important thing is that to, to, to understand that even though LifeRing is an abstinence-based organization, and we are, we do understand that people aren't always 100% committed on day one when they walk in the room. So it is okay in a LifeRing meeting to talk about that early ambivalence or lack of certainty or one week you're really feeling motivated and committed and the next week you're not so sure. Those conversations can happen and no one is going to be looking at that as problematic, even though in the long run, we are abstinence-based. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I would say is that the, meet, the crosstalk can be really helpful in that establishing relationships, right? People are going to be supportive. For example, if you have a challenge coming up next week, you can tell the group, like, you know, say I'm going to a work event with alcohol for the first time. You can ask for suggestions and people will tell you, here's what worked for me and get ideas. Now, you get to decide which ideas will be helpful for you, but it can still be really valuable to get the group to sort of, you know, pitch in and give you some suggestions that might be useful so there's a lot of uh a lot of developing of the personal relationship and a lot of talk about a conversation if you have a relapse or a slip we view that as a learning opportunity and there will be a conversation about it if you want one mm -hmm. you know looking back were there any signs that you missed or what were the specific circumstances that happened so that if you identify them now, what's your plan for when that happens next time? So all of these conversations happen at a life ring meeting. That's excellent. Um, now let me peel the onion back one more layer and then we'll let you, we'll let you go. But um, so Mary Beth in 1993 went to the library, did the Dewey Decimal System and did some research. <laughs> so talk to me about Mary Beth of 2022 what would you recommend somebody do? How, how would they Google search their investigating recovery? Where What resources do you say are go-to that aren't LifeRing specific necessarily, but what, what steps would you guide somebody to? 
I mean, the fact that they have internet access to it, it makes it a lot easier. If people are considering options, the largest options are LifeRing, Smart, Women for Sobriety, um, and then Recovery Dharma is a Buddhist approach that some people like. The other thing I will say is I don't, you don't have to pick just one. Many LifeRing members also attend other programs, and that is absolutely okay in LifeRing. If, if a member thinks that going to both SMART and LifeRing or both 12 steps in LifeRing mm -hmm. is gonna be the best um, assistance to them to help them build the strongest recovery plan, LifeRing supports that 100%. So you are not required to make an exclusive choice when you walk into LifeRing rooms. You don't you sign, a, you don't sign a contract, huh? You do not mm -hmm. sign a con No one is going to think it's odd if right. in a life ring meeting you say, I heard this thing at a 12-step AA last week, and I thought it was useful, and I wanted to share it with a group. That will be considered perfectly normal and appropriate. Right. Um, and so it's really about our focus is on helping the member build her sober self and helping her increase her odds of success, whatever that looks like for her. I love it. And I love your passion. Yeah, You could... <laughs> You could tell that's experience. You can feel it. Yeah, you can feel it. Your experience is talking. It's worked for you, and uh, maybe it'll work for somebody else, you know. So that's great. Any closing comments? I, I'm, I just encourage everyone to check us out, and I really appreciate the opportunity to tell everyone about LifeRing today. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Thank you We're very really much, do. Mary Beth. Yeah, you have a great one. Thank you. All right, Thank check you it very out. much. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.